0: This is an ABC podcast. There's not a day that will go by where I won't be thinking of you. I'm so happy that I got to spend 22 years of my life with you as my father. I love you so much. I'm going to continue to try my hardest and make you proud because I know you're watching over me. I miss you so much, Dad. I love you up to the sky and back, and I'll see you soon. Thank you. Saturday, March 4th, marks a year since Australian cricket lost an icon of the sport. It still feels odd that Shane Warne's no longer on our televisions talking about spin bowling or cricket tactics or favourite pizza toppings or wedding crashes or whatever he was interested in on any given day. His departure saw an outpouring of grief that spoke to something much bigger than the death of a star cricketer. A year on, we speak to his teammate, work colleague and friend, Adam Gilchrist. I'm Patrick Stack. This is ABC Sport Daily. Adam Gilchrist is an Australian cricket legend. He was a teammate and friend of Shane Warne. Adam, it still feels wild to think that Shane Warne is gone. Can I ask you to take us back to that day in March last year? How did you learn of the news?
1: It is quite still hard to believe, isn't it? A bloke that we thought was invincible to think it's uh, not only is he gone, but it's a year on. And, well, it was a a double whammy, wasn't it? Six o'clock in the morning on Friday the 4th, I found out about Rod, uh, Rod Marsh, who was a an icon and a, a mentor to me, a hero for me, and Rod had um, suffered his heart attack quite a few days prior and then that was the day that, that news broke that he had actually lost his battle and then that night, just sitting in my kitchen around 9 o'clock, 9.30 in Perth and one of my sons came down and he was quite distraught, really. He was upset and could barely get his words out and, and like so many people, when he said to me, warn is dead, you just didn't believe it. You thought it was some sort of stupid, foolish joke or an internet thing that had gone viral by mistake. But, um, yeah, that was, uh, of course, confirmed.
0: Shane Warne, a legend of cricket and an Australian icon, has died from a suspected heart attack. Despite the best efforts of medical staff, the 52-year-old could not be revived.
1: A really sad, sombre day and one that I think rocked not just the cricketing world, but so many broader parts of the landscape where Warnie was such a big profile. He he touched so many people in so many different ways and what I've worked out, everyone's got a Warney story. <laughs> and I chuckle because it, in that year since, it's been nice that people do want to recount their stories because it's a uh, nice a bit in a similar vein of Rod and, and Roy, that we keep that those memories and spirit alive.
0: It's really interesting you talk about the sort of communal outpouring of grief and it kind of had a life of its own. And I think it almost speaks to something else. You know, thousands, tens of thousands went to the MCG, millions tuned in on television for Shane Warne's memorial. You know, most wouldn't have known Shane Warne, but what did that outpouring of affection speak to, do you think?
1: I think it, spoke to the manner with which Warney seemed to <laughs> encroach in, ev- into everyone's life in some way, and you didn't have to be a cricket fan. It, it didn't matter what aspect. Because of his character and his personality and the profile that then was a result of that, and the fact that he was unique in the manner that he changed the landscape of Test cricket by almost single-handedly reviving the art of spin bowling.
0: Three for 73, Warn, Bowls, and uh, they right. Peterson's bowled, trying to sweep, and that's a really, really, really big blow for Australia, my word, and Warren is absolutely delighted with that, Peterson has gone,
1: and happened to be the best ever at that chosen skill, uh, which is a tougher skill in cricket, I think, the fact that he was such a high level above everyone else in the actual job that he did as a leg spinner, and then everything about his personality and character that sort of then enhanced that. I, I think what made him so many people like you mentioned, Patrick, that, you know, of the tens of thousands that attended the MCG and, and everywhere, people around the world, although they didn't know Shane, I think the fact that he was such a character, he was almost reflective of what every grade cricket club has around in their team. They have a guy that lives and, and works all week, does their job. And then goes to training a couple of nights and then just lives for the weekend to go and play cricket with his mates.
0: I miss uh, the camaraderie I think I miss the silliness of being in a team the banter traveling around a bus and just the silly pranks and all those sorts of things
1: so he's very real the fact that he was found his way into a bit of trouble and here and there off the field that made him even more real he was you know he wasn't infallible he had mistakes made mistakes like the rest of us and uh, I think that is what made him so engaging for people that although he was a, a Hollywood status type personality, he could still engage with, for want of a better term, the common people, uh, be it going out the back of the change rooms or the commentary box to have a dart and, and just sitting. Next me, you know, he's teaching a young kid how to buy a leg spin because a, a, an inquiring dad came up and asked him and yet he could mix with royalty as well. So that, he was intriguing and everyone just felt, I think, a, a level of engagement with him at some point.
0: If cricket fans lost a hero, you lost a colleague and a friend. Can you remember the first time you met Shane Warne? Because I assume the context was, you know, cricket work really, not friendship initially. What was your relationship like in those early early years and early engagements?
1: Yeah, the first time I came across Shane Warne was, uh, you know, an interstate schoolboys match. I was playing for New South Wales. We were <laughs> taking on Victoria and yeah, Warney was just, he just made an impact on all of us straight away. Just the, the big blonde sort of mullet and uh, that he, he still carried through to the, the eventual test match debut.
0: A great moment here for Shane Warne. He's selected as a leg spinner. That was a very good delivery.
1: He was, yeah, just a broader than life character that even then you didn't even have to know the opposition but you could just tell looking across either on the field or across at the you know the, them in warm-ups each morning that he was the center of attention and he was um attracting all the <laughs> all the interest from even from his teammates uh, that was the first sort of sighting of Warney and obviously then when I was picked in um some shield cricket played a bit against him and then joining the Australian team was where I got to know him and like a few people i, I I locked horns with Warney a few times on a few different things and didn't always see eye to eye. But the longer it went on, the, the mutual respect was there. And then it grew into a, a terrific friendship. A, a, a wicketkeeper keeper relationship which is vitally important in the professional sense and yeah you know, that was the highlight of my cricketing career to wicket keeper Shane Warren and it is worn in again bowled round the wicket Peterson swipe string, and there's a peel recapped a behind and he's given out yes he's gone and that was a splendid one-handed left-handed catch by Gilchrist Peterson swept he got the edge it bobbled up only a tiny bit and Gilchrist got his glove underneath it then to stand next to him at the other end him at first slip and me wicket-keeping, yeah, we forged a, a strong friendship and, and then it was even more enhanced in the last four or five years of his life, working together with him at Fox Cricket in that stage of life. Warney had really, really learnt to almost make fun of himself and laugh at him laugh at himself. He, earlier on in the career, it seemed like it didn't sit well with him, but he'd really had settled into a good rhythm of life and he liked taking the mickey out of himself as much as anyone else and it was really, really fun time. It was an odd summer that we've just had a really odd summer not having him on my left shoulder every morning that we um, sort of started the test broadcast or having him in the commentary box but it was an enjoyable ride alongside him. It's great city, Melbourne, great city. like your food.
0: I can go anywhere with my ham and pineapple pizza but if you like your food and you're a bit of a foodie, it's a great city, Melbourne. It's interesting to hear you talk about your friendship. What kind of mate was Shane Warne?
1: Warne, was a guy that he didn't hand out trust in a flippant manner or an easy manner. Such was his profile that he had so many people in and around him or wanting to be in and around, be it his uh, tighter, closer entourage, if you like, or even the broader sense, people wanting a piece of him or to be seen with him or associated with him. The commercial level that he took cricket to was pretty much unprecedented really I mean you think of a guy like Dennis Lilly from that era he was well, the most marketable person in that time maybe even before that Richie Benno was one of the first to, to really become flamboyant and do a bit of marketing and, and commercial activity but Warney took not only just his profile but but his profile took cricket into a new stratosphere I think and and we're all beneficiaries of that but with that came a lot of people wanting to be in around him so I think it, it it took him a while before he would really lock someone in to a tighter friendship group. But once once you were there, I think he was um, such a generous character, a, a generous person. He coveted some personal space at times, but he also loved being in the limelight and having fun and, and, and was very generous in spirit and in what he did, uh, be it for charity or, or close friends.
0: Adam, this weekend's going to be full of tributes. And I think cricket fans will remember the ball of the century, you know, the 700th test wicket. Lights are on. Warren's bowling. And Strauss is forward. He's bowled! That's it! Warren takes his 700th test wicket. Clean bowling Strauss. And he's doing a little lap of honour out there. And he's surrounded by the Australian team. Warren is jubilant. The 99 World Cup semi-final. Flippers and leggies and zooters and sliders. But you spoke about the fact that everyone's got a warning story you know what's your lasting memory of Shame Warn the Person
1: Oh gosh hard to trim down the old um, <laughs> the warning stories down to down to one but my lasting memory of him will always be the highlight that he provided me I've, I almost feel a bit selfish that Ian Healy and myself, uh, all bar one test match where Phil Emery filled in for Ian Healy when he was injured. But we, we were the only two that kept wicket to him in test match cricket. Feels like we're a little bit selfish and, um, in not sharing that because it was mesmerising. It was, you know, just in one Shane Warne delivery, you could almost sum up his entire personality and character, standing at the top of the mark. Warne takes his time. Waiting and pausing until it felt like perhaps... The whole cricketing world for that one moment were homing in on him and watching him starting a mind game and a battle with the batter at the other end. And
0: Shane Warne. Off only two or three paces, he bowls and...
1: He loved that. He was always up for a, a battle. He was a, a very aggressive type who, who liked the challenge. He was happy to take a punt and and back himself in and, and then to come and deliver. Typically, one of the finest delivers you
0: might see. Gatting is taking on the pace. Bowls! Well, Gatting's still standing there. He can't believe it, but that must have turned a very long way. It took his off stump. Gatting can't believe it.
1: You mentioned the Gatting ball. I, I reckon I would get kept to probably a hundred, if not more, very, very similar deliveries that went unrewarded. Maybe more, maybe a thousand, but he just delivered so often. And and, and that was him as a, as a person. He occasionally, as I say, would find a hurdle, but he always found a way to get over it. I think the... The lasting memory is that he worked out, and he he often stated this, you're not going to please everyone as long as he was comfortable with who he was.
0: All my life, I've never pretended to be something I'm not. You know, I've always been straight up. I've always been honest. And people might not like what I say, but I think they respect it.
1: And, And that's the way, if you respect other people, have manners. He always said that. They're free just be honest with himself and i think that's probably the lasting legacy i think of a, a born entertainer a guy that was up at a different level to most of us but i think in his mind he became very settled about who he was and, and how
0: he wanted to do things adam gilchrist thank you so much for taking the time to remember Shane warm with us we appreciate it
1: pleasure mate great to chat
0: Headlines. A time of published the third test was still going but who knows for how long given the indoor pitch resembles a dystopian wasteland. It looks like a scene out of The Last of Us and much like that zombie thriller. Day 1 was tense and entertaining. We were here for it. 14 wickets fell with only Usman Akram managing to make it past 50. Matt Kuneman has gone from not on tour to taking 5 for 16 in the space of two tests. Can the Australians notch an unlikely victory? Find out by tuning into Clint Wilden and the team via the Listen app. You can click the link in the show notes to do just that. Reports in The Age suggest a number of high-profile AFL players are refusing to have their image used in conjunction with the league's official betting partner, Sportsbet. Why, you might ask? Well, depends on the player, but reasons allegedly include ethical reasons and even reputational damage. The Socceroos will play games against Ecuador in Sydney and Melbourne in late March as a kind of welcome home celebration to the players who delivered that historic World Cup run. Sure, by then it'll have been three months since Qatar, but hey, everyone enjoys a party. Hopefully the South Americans don't crash it. Graham Arnold says the fixtures also represent the start of the next World Cup cycle. I'm Patrick Stack. This is ABC Sport Daily, produced by Poppy Penny. A heads up, Roy and HG return this weekend. Make sure you get around their podcast to catch all the action. They are the benevolent sporting comedy kings blessing us with more brilliance in 2023. Thanks to Channel 9 for the extra audio used in this episode. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.